Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course, my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years Years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I like to say that hair is a woman's best accessory. And thanks to my friends at Way, they make it possible to have good hair days every day. Let me tell you, Way's hair oil has become a game changer in my hair care routine. So if you're ready to have good hair days every single day, you got to check out Way. Head over to the Way, T H E O U A I dot com to check out their products. And here's a little treat for you guys use the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off your purchase. Yep, the Way, T H E O U A I dot com, promo code Heel Squad for 15% off. Hey everyone, it's Kelsey and Jeff, and we are here to tell you a bit about our partner Anchor. We know that you're a fan of this podcast and maybe you thought, hey, I want to make a podcast too. Well, we have great news for you guys. We want to tell you all about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast for a few reasons, but to start out, it's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Plus, you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Do it, you guys, and enjoy the show. I'm on a journey to get better, and I want to do it with you. And I'm not just focusing on physical health. I'm focusing on everything, emotional wellness, spirituality, finances, relationships, and so much more. Every week, it will be my personal goal to bring us, the world's leading healers, experts, and game changers, to share groundbreaking secrets and tips to getting better in all areas of life. Getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when we can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menino. Hello, hello, everybody. It is Wednesday, April 29th. Welcome to Better Together. I need to get better. <laughs> Rough day. Shit ass day. <laughs> Let's just call it what it is. I woke up, it was all going to be great. And then just, yeah. It's Things. Just, caretaking really sucks. It is really friggin' hard. It is really excruciating. It is really emotional. You feel like a monster sometimes when all you're trying to do is help. It's like if anybody out there is doing it right now, you have to know what I'm talking about. It is a thankless job a lot of times. It is a job you never wanted. Um, and it's a job that maybe you're not good at, like me. I'm good at my things. Like I've got my window where I'm like, I know where I excel. 
I can come up with the treatment plans. I can get the best of the best. I can make everything work. But sometimes when your patient doesn't want to listen, when your patient is torturing you and everyone around you, I keep having conversations with my mom. I'm like, mom, you can't kill your caretakers. Like I have a caretaker that is here a couple hours a day. She helps do the part that's really hard for us. Like, you know, getting her bathed and getting her up and getting her dressed. It's, you know, the most unfun part, you know, and certain other things that have to be done that I definitely don't want to be doing because I've had to do it and you can't unsee and undo those things. And it's just, you know, hard and you have a caretaker and she doesn't want them to do anything. She's like, no, I'm going to do it myself. Mom, the point of the caretaker is because you can't do it. So why are you fighting me? Why are you fighting her? Why are you fighting dad? Please just work with us, not against us. I think there's just <sighs> that level of intimacy with, um, you know, like if, if I grew up with my brother, I'd be more comfortable with my brother changing me and dressing me than a stranger. And then when she's in you know, her mental fog of whatever she's experiencing, like it's probably even more exaggerated. Yeah, but she has been fine. It's just, she just... It's just random, yeah. decides. It's like, now, no, I'm not comfortable. It's like, well, this person's been bathing you for months. Like, why now not? <laughs> so hard. It, it reminds me, Maria, we had Elizabeth Gilbert on a couple weeks ago, who, of course, is this revered writer, global thought leader in creativity, she opened up very candidly on air about when the love of her life was sick, the person who was best at the caretaking job was her ex. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to hear someone who's so self-assured, such an important leader in empathy and love and warmth say, I might not be great at this job. Just give yourself a little grace. You know, you've got to give yourself some grace in this because it, it is objectively the hardest job in the world. She's your mom. I know. You know? I know. And I end up having to be the tough one because I'm the only one she'll listen to. And everyone right. in the house says that they're like, she's scared of you. Like she's, she, you're the one she doesn't want to disappoint basically. So then I have to be the heavy and it's like, it's not fair and it's not fun. Cause then you leave and you feel like a monster. Cause you just had to be like a dictator. And so it's just, it is such a roller coaster. I just want to ball my guts out, but I'm going to hold it together. And then possibly drink a lot after this. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm possibly going to drink for the rest of the day um, because it's just so friggin' hard. So, maybe yeah. A margarita. What? So maybe a margarita. Yeah. I have one with well, you. And then the cycle is so hard because then my dad's like, that's why we want to go home. I don't want you to have to deal with this. And I'm like, I can't think of anything worse yeah. you're back there. It's still going to be just as hard for me. I'm just not going to have the day to day, but you're going to be calling me with every nightmare. And, and then you're going to die. Like I'm going to lose you while you're trying to help her. It's so complicated guys. Oh my God. Now imagine people who can't even hire a caretaker. <gasps> imagine what they go through. It's not easy. It is horrendous. Like you pray. I pray so hard every night. God, please, you know, today she's going in for an MRI and I was like, please, God, you know, I've really been waiting for the, her full miracle. And I had always said by April, I know we're going to see zero on her MRI. We're not going to see any tumor. 
and I've been waiting for this moment. And now it's like, I feel like such a hypocrite asking God to keep her here. And yet we're so angry and so stressed while she is here. It's a very complicated thing to be in. Yeah. Really freaking sucks. And then, you know, the, the one thing is Maria, it's maybe preparing you to be a parent though, too. You know, it's like, yeah, it makes me not want to be a parent more. <laughs> it makes you just you know i mean the the truth of the matter is it takes the that saying it takes a village it takes a village to raise a child it takes a village to you know keep somebody comfortable towards towards their later years you know that's that's why it's so important to have to to try to have family and keep family and keep your relationships is because who's going to be there at the end mm-hmm. and you know as much as as much as i know you are spiritual and religious maria like whatever fog she has now after she won't have, and she will appreciate and she will feel that. So it will be worth it. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I, um, I just, yeah. I mean, I remember last week I had those moments where I was like, okay, I'm just going to let go of control and just let her do whatever she wants. And then you see her eating sugar and cheating. And I'm like, mom, we've had this discussion. If you want to give up, I will buy you all the ice cream in the world. It is your journey. It is your choice. But don't make me do all this work. And then you're cheating. Like, let's make a decision one way or another. And so, I, you know, I was like letting go and life was getting better. Things were feeling much better <laughs> than this morning happened. Anyway, I couldn't not say it because it's it's like all bubbled up in here. Um, but I'm going to now shift out of this and and move along with what we have on deck. When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're going to love it. Because um, I don't want this to cloud a, a beautiful um, episode that we have where we get to welcome the new face of E! News. And, um, and you know, who knows? Maybe she's dealt with this in her life. Who the heck knows? But we'll start with our quote of the day from the amazing Michelle Obama. I view myself as being the average woman. While I'm first lady, I wasn't first lady my whole life. I'm a product of pop culture. I'm a consumer of pop culture. And I know what resonates with people. Miss Michelle Obama sounds like she's coming after Lillian, Liliana, excuse me, Vasquez's job at E! News. Liliana, <laughs> tell me if you think Michelle Obama is after your job. Whatever Michelle Obama wants, I will happily <laughs> give it to her. She's my forever first lady. And if she wants to come and take my job for a day, Michelle, you can have it. I would love watching her breaking down like 
Vanderpump rules, interviewing celebrities on the carpet. I mean, a girl can only dream, Maria. Dead, dead, dead. You know, um, Liliana is actually going to be our special co-host today on the show. And uh, if you don't know, um, she is, of course, the host of E! News and Pop of the Morning. Um, she became the face of E! recently. How long ago was it now? This is crazy. It actually wasn't that long ago. We launched January 6th, the day after the Golden Globes. And we are about to hit week nine, I think, in New York of being in quarantine. We were only on the air for 10 weeks when we left Rock Center. So you can imagine what it's like to go through this launch. And you've been through this a million times when you're trying to launch a show. You know, those first three to six months, I mean, you are just grinding. And then to come to a total halt, you go, whoa, 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 wait, what do we do now? So I think we're all just transitioning. And, you know, I think I will say this, and I want to go back to what you were saying about being a caretaker, because I actually really, really value what you just said. I think so many of us for the first time are having to be caretakers for whether that's a son or a daughter or a family member or a husband or a wife. And having all of those emotions at the same time is something that we're all going through, right? Like my husband had COVID and for the first time, I think in our relationship, he wasn't like the strong, like I'm going to take care of the stuff in the house kind of guy. And while I'm very take charge in my career, when it comes to our relationship in our home, that's not our dynamic. Yeah. And you have all these feelings. And like you said, guilt is one of them, but so is frustration and anger and just like, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. And for you to say that out loud, I think it's okay that we acknowledge all of those feelings because if we don't, then they stay in you and they come out while you're actually trying to take care of someone that you love unconditionally. So thank you for sharing that because I think you know, you're dealing with a situation with your mom that has to be one of the most difficult things in the entire world. But as we are all dealing with our family members getting sick, this is something we're dealing with. It's something yeah. we're faced with for the first time. So I appreciate your vulnerability. Thank you for sharing that because it made me feel a lot better about some of the feelings I was having towards my <laughs> poor husband. How long did he have it for? Um, he had it for, he was like out for like a straight week, like in a way that I've never really seen him. My husband is like, a triathlete and he climbs mountains and you know he's an outdoorsman and he's a surfer and to see your husband just like laid up in bed not wanting to do anything is is really hard and yeah. so he was out for like a week straight and then it took a full another about seven days for him to feel like he was some version of his former self wow what were yeah like at his worst what was he feeling so at his worst the hardest part for him was the physical aches and the fever It was, uh, he describes debilitating. And, you know, this isn't somebody that complains. Like, I know we all joke about like when men get a cold, it's like they just had heart surgery or like a trans. (laughs) Generally speaking. (laughs) Yeah, generally speaking. Um, And he's Steven's rolling his eyes in the booth. He's like, yeah. Um, He's not your typical man cold kind of guy. But you know, for him, it was the combination of the fever and the achiness. It just knocked him out. Like for him to get up and like go to the bathroom and take a shower felt like it was the hardest thing in the world. And to watch that, I just thought and he was burning up. I mean, you get really scared. Fevers are not easy to deal with. And they're scary. And you don't know what to do. And we're all the way out east um, in Montauk, literally at the very end of Long Island. So to get anywhere, if God forbid it spiked, would have been really challenging. And I know that 
you know, everyone goes through different versions of COVID. And just to have that here was so scary. And you want to take care of them, but you also can't, you know, you want to share affection, you want to like, hug them and console them. But at the same time, you don't want to put yourself at risk either. So it's a really delicate dance. It's really hard. And you know, people are really stepping up to the challenges that they have at home right now. It's, 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 it's really difficult. Liliana, how did you navigate taking care of him without getting it? Um, so that was the hardest part because as far as I know, so when we had the test, you know, at the time when he had it, they were only testing people that had really severe symptoms because at this point, this was back on March 16th, the tests were not as readily available as they were now. And so when he was tested, I asked the doctor if I could take the test. He's like, absolutely not. These are so limited. We're really only testing people that are running really high fevers and that exhibit all of the standard symptoms. So he said, you could have contracted it and you could be asymptomatic, which I think is what happened. So like I say my prayers every single night that if I did have it, I was asymptomatic and God put me there because he needed someone to take care of this incredible man. Um, But for me, it was a lot of gloves. It was really limited contact. I kind of quarantined him to a guest room and you know, for that first week, he didn't really want to leave the room anyway. Mm-hmm. And luckily we have beautiful light in a window. So mm-hmm. I would open the screen door in the morning, let the air in. And then, you know, I would wear gloves and like my version of like a hazmat suit to like pull the sheets and wash them in bleach because that's all you can do. And I remember one night he said he finally felt better. And I remember checking his fever and being like, I still can't, I still can't kiss you. And I can't hug you yeah. because I don't want to get sick, you know? So it's hard hard and it's hard on a marriage we've been married a long time but it's still really challenging how long have you guys been married 12 years oh wow yeah 12 years so it's uh we've been together like 14 maybe Uh 14 I think 14 and married 12 so uh we're like way into this but you get to know somebody in a very different way when you are their caretaker it's a different relationship yeah it really is okay so wait so do you guys live in Montauk normally no, we live in the city. Okay. Um, and so when we got word from our bosses at E that, you know, the show was going to go, we originally heard that it was going to be a two week break. I think that's what everybody thought back on March 12th mm-hmm. when we kind of started getting the news. And I thought, okay, well, this is two weeks to like, you know, go to bed after 730 because we have to be in at 4am every day. So I go to bed between 730 and eight every single night. And I was like, okay, two weeks, you know, I can think about like segments and get creative. I think one of the things I admire so much about you is that you're such a doer and you're such a builder and you can take something and take an idea and ideate and turn it into something really special and really big. And I love doing that. But when you're in a day-to-day show and two shows a day, your brain doesn't have the space to do that. Mm -hmm. So I thought, okay, we're going to take this time. We're going to go to our beach house out here in Montauk and just kind of like take these two weeks and reflect and get better and go back in two weeks. Well, I haven't been home since March 12th. So we've been living out here and, you know, I can't complain. It's wonderful to have the beach down the street and I love going on hikes and being outdoors. But at the same time, like I do miss my home. Like I'm not, you know, this is our house, but it's not where we spend most of our time. So it's, it's, it's been an adjustment. So I love Montauk, um, especially because I was a huge fan of the affair and I went to (gasps) the, what's the, what's it called? The place, the, 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 the seafood place there. Um, oh, the one. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. I know the red, blue, and white one. Yeah. Damn. In the opening remember. of the show. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember going there. The lobster roll. Was it the lobster roll? Was that what it's called? Yeah. The lobster roll. I think so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I got a lobster roll and it was delicious. Um, but okay. I love it there. It's so pretty. It's so pretty. It's so quiet. You know, I always call it like the, like the anti Hamptons because 
this is like a working class fishing town. Like that is what people do here. That is the economy here. Like people live here year round and that is what they do. And it's simple and it's easy. And like, you don't have to get dressed up to go to dinner. Like it's just really casual. It's like, it's very chill. And I love it because any excuse to like not wear makeup and not do my hair and like go outside in sweats and slippers, like I'm here for it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, so, okay. So you started this year on E! News. It's like your dream moment, right? Yes. Dream yes. job, because before this, you were a style expert and mm-hmm. you were doing like correspondent work on different shows, yeah. right? You were roving around and and now you had this like steady, you know, major position and now poof, it's kind of gone in a sense. So how do you, how do you feel about that? How are you, I mean, you're still doing e-news in the morning yeah, from your so house, but this yeah, is not so the e-news do- that you signed up for. <laughs> No, let's be very honest. This is not what I imagined my role on E! News would be. I definitely thought like, oh my God, I'm going to have hair and makeup every day. Yes. Wardrobe. We're going to be in this beautiful studio and like in an iconic studio in 30 Rock. Like this is what I busted my ass for, for the last decade, right? Like you worked so hard to get there. And then when you get there, you're like, you have it and you have it for 10 weeks. And then somebody takes away your like shiny new toy and you're like, wait, this cannot be happening to me. But I think it's one of those things where, you know, like I always tell people, like if you start every single day with gratitude, what you have right in front of you is always enough. You know, like that's where I come from. And, you know, I have worked so hard to get here and nobody took it away. It's just different now. And it's about embracing what is unique about this being different. This plays to my strengths as a creator and a producer because I can pitch a concept or a segment and, Maybe I wouldn't have been able to get it on E! News or Pop of the Morning, you know, in our kind of incubation stage because we were really regimented and sticking to the program and the rundown. Well, now I can be like, hey, I really, really think we should do an interview with the kids from Outer Banks before the show even launched. I was like, I'm so excited for the show because I'm such a fan of teen dramas. I have like the TV taste of like a 16 year old, which is fine. (laughs) I don't have a problem with it. Um, and you know, you can do that stuff. Whereas before they were like, well, they're not coming to New York. We can't get them till this. So I have to really start every day and just say, you know what? I'm grateful that I even have the opportunity to like attach my name to such a storied brand in entertainment news. And what I'm going to do now is like ride this out with them and really commit wholeheartedly and show them that like, yes, I can host this show, but I can also contribute in other ways. And a lot of times, and you know, this Maria, you get stuck in a box. Like people put you Mm -hmm. in a box. It is so much easier to define people with limits than to look at people and ask what else can they do? And for so many years in my career, you know, I started as a style expert and I was always just like, Oh, but you're just that fashion girl. And that is a part of me, but that's not all of Mm -hmm. me. And to be defined by something. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused on my health these days, and I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor, and it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios, and then I got addicted, and now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier 
kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of wonderful pistachios. You're going to love them. Like that was so frustrating for so long. And I was like, you know what, like, this is my time to like show people that I can do so much more than that. Um, So I think for me, it's been it's been an adventure. And it's actually been a really welcome one. It's been really exciting. And I have to say thank you to like the people that are above me that get to say yes to all my crazy ideas. I'm like, can we do a show on TikTok? They're like, are you too old for TikTok? I'm like, never. Stop it. They said that to you? I just, I definitely got some eye rolls because I feel like, think when I first thought about TikTok, I don't know if you thought, I thought it was for like 13 year olds. I didn't know anything other than TikTok equal dancing. And so, uh, you know, and, and I was like, oh God, another social platform. Oh, this is so annoying. But then when I saw it, I got so into it because it just was pure fun. And, and now I'm seeing things like this one girl yesterday, I saw her, she was like, you know, in this quarantine time, like why throw your romaine lettuce head away, like chop off the bottom part and replant it. And I was like, hello. And she did it in TikTok. So you chop off the part of the romaine lettuce you don't eat like that, like stem part, the white part. Yeah. And then you shave off the brown part of it. Right. You just just like cut off that little bit. You put it in a little cup of water and then you plant it. And then, boom, in a couple of days, more lettuce grew. And you're like, holy shit. I learned this on TikTok. So I put it it on my stories. If you look on my Insta stories, you'll see it. Yeah. And this is what I'm saying. It's like you learn so many. Like I was so scared to tie dye because I thought I was going to do it wrong. And then I found a TikTok of this girl using this tie-dye spray and it broke it down in less than 60 seconds which is about all the time I have to like watch something on TikTok totally I'm like I can do that it just uh, somebody was painting their front door the other day my friend Preston and I was like well I want to paint my front door like I can do this yeah and it really is and people are so creative I think I underestimated how creative people are with editing and with shooting and with script it's just it's amazing I live for TikTok. Like I'm so here for TikTok. And like, by the way, anybody like listening or watching, there is not an age limit to TikTok. You can be as old as you want to be. You can be as young as your parents will let you be. Um, But I love it. And I, especially during this quarantine, I mean, I find myself spending like an hour just scrolling through and watching videos. Like even the fashion inspo videos. Like I think back to like the way we used to do segments on the Today Show when I was there as as a style expert. I'm like, that's so antiquated now. Totally. Like, right? It just changes the thought process and how you think of delivering information. It's yeah. just very, very cool. I'm so here for it. Did you see, um, I think it was on yours. I was like doing all my research on you. And I think, were you the one talking about the pillow dress? I think. No, you- I, no I haven't done the pillow dress, but I built a glam bot. What do you mean? Like, you know the glam bot on the carpet? Yeah. Okay. So what makes that so cool is that it's a slow motion shot that pushes into you like this, right? Yeah. So it's effectively a swinging mechanism. It's a it's a very expensive camera on a swinging mechanism like a in slow motion, right? So I watched TikTok and I saw somebody say, oh, well, like, here's how you build your own glam bot. So I turned 40 on April 12th and I thought, well, if there's one thing I want for my 40th birthday, it's my own glam bot. Stop he it. was not, not going to ship it to me, obviously. 
And so I watched the TikTok video and I'm pretty handy and creative. And I, my husband had these like weird, they're called ratchet straps. You use them to attach like furniture to your car if you're moving. And so he's like, oh, you could totally hang this from our second floor and create a cradle for your phone and swing your phone and then just use ring lights to create that lit effect. I'm telling you, I'm going to send you the video. Because I can't I actually wait. Want to I want to see you do this because I feel like you kill this. I can't wait. And then I put on like my best birthday outfit, like a bold lip. And I like turned on a song and I like did my own like slow-mo glam bot. I love it. So because everyone's gone, Steven, you can hit the little key button and go out there to just make sure my dad knows. Sorry, we're like, you know, the the, the gate's ringing and my Kevin and everyone's at the hospital with my mom. So we're I was going to say, so this is out. in your house, right? Yeah, this is my home studio amazing you were ahead of the curve by the way everyone else right now is trying to build out their home studio and you've already had it all for years I know I know it's funny we um I think we built it like five years ago Kevin came into we were renovating the house and he was like one day I came home from work and the garage was like completely gutted and I go what are you doing and he's like we're building a studio this is your future and I'm like what you psycho <laughs> this is generally when Kevin has an idea he's so far ahead I'm like you psycho yeah. what are you talking about and so, yeah, I mean, after surgery and stuff, this was the only way I could like kind of get back to it slowly without having to commute yeah. and stuff. And so, yeah, I, I laughed because everyone's been like broadcasting off like a set of books and I'm like, like Ryan Seacrest books. You don't have a studio, Literally. Ryan. Hello. It's Ryan. Like I saw him the other night doing like American <laughs> Idol and, you could, and his prompter was like way higher than his camera. And I was like, wait, how did they not? have a prompter with a camera behind the glass for him like he's ryan seacrest yeah yeah yeah. it's so funny <laughs> um it's so funny to see kind of everybody just like you know yeah. trying to make do of everything but yeah i've had this and I've, I've been able to you know comfortably do i did a satellite media tour from here yesterday for the beverly hills dog show and i had the logo in the background it was so easy I'm Maria, you were like, I said, I mean, thank God for, you were like five years ahead of this at-home studio broadcast, because this is probably yeah. where I'm going to be for the next few months. I think for sure. How about the CEO of Barclays, the bank said, mm -hmm. I don't see a future where 7,000 people are in the same building again. And I was like, I got the chills this morning. I, know, I literally. Thinking about how this is all going to change. So I wonder, um, being a part of E! News, what is the conversation like in terms of where this is going to go and how is entertainment going to shift at this point? Well, I think that's one of the questions that I have. I mean, I ask that question every day. And, you know, I think we all work with so many different people that touch on entertainment news and broadcast and, you know, digital and video. And it's going, it has to change, right? Like one thing I know we're doing is we're broadcasting some of our shows at night. Like Nightly Pop is back on the air two nights a week. Daily Pop will start going every day for 30 minutes. They're all in their own homes. And E! News and Pop of the Morning are going back later than that. But I think the real issue is when you cover entertainment news and there's no entertainment, yeah. what are we covering? Because yeah. at this point, we're covering everyone's Instagram feeds and their Twitter feeds. And you know we're covering the late night shows because they're broadcasting from home. But you know, when you really start to see the impact of all of these movie sets being shut down and all of these production companies having to stop down, what happens to premieres? Mm -hmm. What happens to junkets? What happens to the flow of entertainment in this world when your business is covering entertainment news? So we really have to pivot. And I will say that's one of the things that you're really seeing some people do very well is like they're really pivoting how they cover, what they cover, and 
what goes into that show? So I think that's what we're being challenged with right now is to say, if this is going to slow down, because I mean, they're even talking about not being able to do Tony nominations this year because the window to enter was so small because they shut down Broadway right after we left. Mm -hmm. And so as that entertainment window gets smaller and smaller, what does it mean for award season? Does that exist in 2021? Because there's not going to be enough eligible movies. Yeah. Um, oh my so God. I never thought about really, that. Yeah. I mean, it's a really interesting when you start to I just really got the chills. Kind of, <laughs> I know, I know. It's like, and for somebody like me, like I am an entertainment junkie. Like I live for this stuff. You know, I remember watching, you know, Kim Kardashian stories. They're self-filming at home because they're in the middle of their season right now. Like, what is that going to look like? I also think being like, the, I, I tend to like always want to focus on the positive. It's an incredible space to create, right? And you're yeah. going to see some really amazing things come out of this. And I hope that like, you know, my team at E is kind of like right on the forefront of that where we're building something that's different and we're giving a new spin and a new angle and a new ethos to what entertainment news really looks like nowadays. So yeah. we will see, but I mean, I'm just as shocked as you are. I mean, we are in 30 Rock. I mean, you've been in there a million times. Mm -hmm. You know how dense that building is. You know how many people go through that lobby every single day. Mm -hmm. The idea that we would have to ride the elevators, because our elevators are not six feet by six feet. The idea that you'd have to go up one or two at a time. Oh, forget it. There's no way. Get in, how are we going to, 30 Rock is like 80 floors. Yeah. How are you going to service that building? Yeah. It's like. It's impossible. It's crazy. It really crazy. is so bananas to think about it all um, and how it's all going to change. I feel like, yeah, there'll be amazing innovation and, you know, um, but but definitely in the entertainment news space, it's going to shift for a while because yeah. there is going to be a, a lack of content. I think what's going to continue is stuff like this, yeah, like cheap live programming um the american idols who are doing it um digitally from their homes Is, has anyone watched that by the way i haven't seen it i only saw ryan's like reads at the very beginning got it i saw one little clip um mm -hmm. and it seemed to work yeah. um and i think uh world of dance is coming back how is that going to happen? Because I have... most of those dancers compete in crew. With summer upon us, friends, hair is going to be even more important. Yes, we've got humidity, we've got sun, we've got all kinds of things. And sometimes it's hard to find the right shampoo for your hair. Everyone's hair is so different, and there's no one-size-fits-all solution. That's why I love Way. They have different shampoos depending on your hair type. Want volume? Fine hair and conditioner will give you that extra oomph you need. If you need some moisture and a little extra bounce, find your happy medium with medium shampoo and conditioner. And for my peeps with thick hair like me, give your hair the hydration it deserves with thick hair shampoo and conditioner. Plus, you guys already know Way carries some of my favorite hair care products I use all the time, whether it's the leave-in conditioner, which is my go-to, or the hair oil. They give my hair this hydrating refresh all summer long. Wash your way to healthier hair. <laughs> See what I did there? With shampoos and conditioners made just for you. Go to the way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com. Use the code Squad for 15% off your entire purchase. That's the way.com, T H E O U A I.com. Use the code Hill Squad. Your hair deserves it. I have no idea because I, I think saw... it was pre taped, is what I, uh, from oh, my really? understanding, I think it was pre taped. That okay. makes sense. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, the crazy so we'll one, though, I heard about was um, did you guys hear about The Bachelorette? What the plan is for that, right? No. Now? No, tell us. So Jeff is so, our resident bachelor yes. expert at AfterBuzz. And so, yes. Jeff, go for it. Tell us everything. Well, from what I've heard, and again, this is all, I, I'd like to say I'm on the pulse of like bachelor news. I love it. It's my like guilty pleasure, like 
reality TV heroine. But um, what they're saying right now is, you know, Claire Crawley was the new bachelorette who was supposed to be filming right now with 30 new male suitors. So I've heard what they're going to do is get a resort, presumably in like Mexico or somewhere super remote and quarantine everyone there for a month and just let them live there, not film anything. Just let them all exist. Yes, I'm into that. Then, I'll go be on the show if that's uh, the no, case. I was like, do they need a co-host? <laughs> <laughs> Hello. But then they're going to film the season just on site at the resort because if the whole crew is there, all the producers, all the above the line talent and the suitors... In theory, no one will have it because they all will have lived there. Wow. Right. But can you imagine, like, I, I mean, wow, that's crazy. I just, they, they're going to have to sign their lives away, literally sign their lives away because God forbid something happened. Like they're, you're on an Island. Like say there, there's other people there. What if like people yeah. sneak out and go hook up with somebody and you then just... like non-cast wise, like the crew and then guys this is so crazy this is this is i'm telling you we're living in weird time this is i mean this is just the beginning people are gonna have to find creative solutions because you can't slow you i mean you cannot completely stop production you can slow it down you can rethink it and reconfigure but you can't just stop i mean that's how these networks survive you think of the bachelor you think of dancing with the stars i mean these shows are the bread and butter of these networks they can't just go away because if they go away the ad dollars go away and then the everything goes away go away like what are what are we going to do? So I had um, this moment yesterday. It was 4 a.m. And I was outside of my front steps just having breakfast. I made myself like my little, I made a bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich Ooh. and a latte. And I had a fresh squeezed orange juice. And I was sitting there in complete silence, just me and the birds and whatever other little creepy crawlers were out there. And it started, every time I wanted to grab my phone and like check Twitter or whatever, I stopped and I said, no. You will have 30 minutes without anything. Just sit here. And then I don't know if it's like the empathic stuff that I haven't really been tuning into because I've, you know, for whatever reason, but having complete stillness, it started nailing me in the chest so hard yesterday that there are no planes in the skies. Mm -hmm. There's nothing going on in this whole world. The whole world is shut down. Holy shit. And it was like... (laughs) It was the most surreal thing. And just that like, oh my God, how, how, how do we recover from this? Like I called AJ Gupta yesterday. We actually were doing voice text. AJ Gupta is an incredible financial advisor. And we were talking about some stuff we're doing. And at the end I said, hey, by the way, I had this morning thing happen to me. Are we all going to be okay? <laughs> right. This I go. You keep talking about like, oh, it's going to be painful for a while. Like two thousand eight. I go. This is not two thousand eight. This is t- two thousand eight times a jillion. Yeah. No. This is very. I mean, two thousand eight. I get it. Like financially, <laughs> that was like one sector that was heavily. You know, it's like this. The entire world has come to a slow stop. Yeah. Bananas. It is. It Bananas. is. But, we won't but I hold- do think it's important to sit still a little bit. I find myself kind of always having another activity to move to because if I sit still too long, then I think I'm going to be in a situation like you where it just hits and you go, oh God, deep breaths, deep breaths. So I'm always like, what else can I tie dye? What else can I, is there another closet that needs to be organized? <laughs> How many times can I do the dishes? You know, that. like, should I polish my silver? I don't know. Things that I never thought I would want to do. I'm just trying to fill time because I think to sit with the gravity and the intensity and the enormity of what's happening 
is like a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Like my anxiety starts to like, like it's happening right now. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Well, let's switch subjects okay. because soon we're going to be bringing in our other guest, Perez Hilton, who I thought would be really great for you guys to know each other as well. Um, but I have to say, um, as I was creeping all over social media and stuff, checking you out and like doing my research, like a good journalist, um, I first of all wanted to say, I love your fashion. Thank you. Um, I think that you are carrying on the e-news host fashion very well. Oh my gosh. That means so you're so sweet. Thank um, you. I Thank especially you. loved big, that big, big, big steps, that like green and white number that you had with like the white underneath. It was like so freaking cute. I'm like, I want that. Um, anyway, so, Zara. and then you and your co-host's name is Scott, right? Yeah. Scott Tweedy. Yeah. Okay. The two of you are adorable together. Um, I feel like the new regime did such a great job in choosing you guys. And I also feel like the new regime is, is maybe, um, doing a really great job at promoting you guys. Like I saw some videos of you where they were really touting all the things that you are doing that are entrepreneurial. And mm -hmm. um, there was a time at E! News, not my time, where that wasn't as encouraged. And I think that you miss a big opportunity because, yeah. um, you know, they're, they're really building you and they're really um, being complimentary of all of the facets that make yeah. up Liliana. And I, I'm sure you can speak to it better, but that was my feeling when I watched no, and it's so wonderful to hear you say that. And I think that's so important. I think really embracing, it's what I said, you know, before it's like, people aren't one dimensional, mm -hmm. right? And if they are one dimensional, you're not really going to connect with someone that is just this or that, like we're multifaceted human beings, and we want to connect on different levels. And I think, you know, to give people entry into all of the things that make you you allows them to really connect. And I think that's what's so cool about what's happening at E! Now. They're saying, okay, yes, she's our host, but like, look at all of these other things that she does. Like, I came to E! News as an entrepreneur, as a first-generation, Latin, proud Latinx woman. And those are a huge part of who I am. And you see that come through when I'm delivering, you know, whatever's in the prompter, or we have an interview, like that part comes out and they're encouraging that because, A, I think it's, amazing that after all of this time we finally have like you I mean you're first generation as mm -hmm. well you know like to have a Latinx woman co-hosting e-news is so important in so many ways it has nothing to do with me it has everything to do with the fact that every other Latinx little girl and little boy can look at the television and mm -hmm. say oh she's got two z's in her last name like mine I'm Martinez or I'm Gomez and like oh wow she's actually hosting that show like I can do that you yep. know and I think it's so important and they really have let me lean into that. They haven't said, okay, we'd rather you be more this or like, we don't want to share that part of you or like, let's lay that this down. They're kind of like, give us more to work with and we will put it out there because what you want is to capture a big wide audience. And there's different parts of me that are connect, connect with different people. Like somebody that likes me for fashion might be like, okay, well, I don't even like, I don't like cooking, but I know Liana likes to cook, but I know I can connect with her about this. And, you know, there's also people that aren't going to like my fashion. They're like, well, I hate her fashion, but I really love the way she talks about housewives. Mm -hmm. um, so I have to say that is really something that attracted me to this position and attracted me to this group of people that have really kind of honed into, I think, what viewers want now from somebody on their television. They're letting you into their, their homes every single day. Now, legit. You, and Literally. reverse. And reverse. <laughs> you Welcome guys are letting them into your homes, which yeah. is a you whole know, so new level. 
Yeah, but it's amazing to hear you see that and recognize that. And, and yeah, it's it hasn't always been that way. And I think you and I have been in this business long enough to know that there was a time where you really just had to be like this or that, and you had yep. to look like this or that. And if you didn't, that's okay. They could find somebody else that would be like flat and 1D and you're like, okay, cool. I'm going to get passed over because I'm too much of this. Um, so it's really nice to see that shift happening in our industry. And I hope it continues because people aren't like that. That's not, yeah. you know, like, we're just not like that. We've got lots of things about us. Like I was, you know, an entrepreneur long before I was ever a host on television. Yeah. So. The problem is, is they don't want you to be generally. And that's yes. where things are very challenging, um, mm -hmm. especially when that's who you are and who you've been. Um, yeah. And so that's why I think that clearly this regime is very secure with themselves mm -hmm. because that's what happens is you can easily intimidate people with your entrepreneurialism right. and you know yeah. all of that and so I give them a lot of credit because I was really happy to see that I mean I built an entire network dedicated to fostering and growing and supporting talent because I was so unsupported along the way in mm -hmm. different moments where people want to pigeonhole you or hold you down or talent wants to be nasty to you. And I just don't understand why, like, I'm so excited for you. I was always excited for everyone and always yeah. wanting to help everybody. Um, people just get freaked out by that stuff. So they do, you know, I think it's people, I, my husband told me this like a long time ago. He's like, no matter what the opportunity is, whether as a first time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. <laughs> you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. <laughs> Bonus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. It's in business or fashion or television. You always have to come from abundance. You cannot come from a place of scarcity, right? You've got to come from a place where... There is so much more to give and there's enough for everyone. Like my mom also believes this firmly, like what God has given to me is given to me, right? That's, that's mine. What you're like, it's like, it's not for somebody else to steal or take from me. It's like, you can't think that way. And we often do because this business is so competitive, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, it's so competitive. And for so long, we've competed with each other instead of really <clears throat> like, built up with each other, right? Because we're just like so much better. Like me doing this with you, you coming on the show, like the more collaboration we have, the better together everybody is. Literally, you built an entire show about this. It's called Better Together for a reason, people. <laughs> and that's what I would teach our hosts. We've been around for a decade. And I, I remember from the very beginning with our first host, I used to say to everybody, stop competing with each other. That is such a small-minded way to be. I said, mm -hmm. support each other and know yeah. that you all bring something different to the table. Like your mom said, yeah. I'm different than you, Liliana. You're different than me. We bring totally different things to the table. So why not work with each other? When I'm up, you might be down. I can help you. When you're up, I might be right. down. You help me. And what we've watched with the circle of hosts that we have 
That's exactly what's happened. Everyone mm-hmm. has helped lift each other, suggest other people for jobs. If they're looking for a certain thing, oh my God, we have the perfect person for that. And that's how it should be. It should be a collaboration. And that's, um, that's really, I'm really happy that that's how it's going for you there. And before we move on to Perez, yes, we have to talk 90 day fiance for a minute. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, that's my heart. You have no idea. How Sunday long have you been like, watching? I want to know how long it's been your heart. Oh my God. Year, four years. Okay, good. Okay. It's been years. I, I can't <laughs> no, no. count how many years it's been, but yeah. I just know, I will tell you, let's play one up. Who's the biggest fan. Okay. I went on my honeymoon to Italy. We were in Rome. I got advanced screeners from TLC We would go to dinner on our honeymoon, race home early to watch 90 Day Fiance over a bottle of champagne. It was us and Darcy and Jesse. Darcy and and I mean, I live for Darcy. I'm trying to get her on an IG live because I just need it to happen. Yeah, I actually just reached out to her yesterday. How funny. So once I get her, I will I will pass her on to you if she's, oh my gosh, you're so you know, sweet. willing Please. to be press. Yeah. Uh, and I also want her sister to like, I would take them together because the Silva twins are like a whole nother animal. Like They're I can't. She is everything. <laughs> she's everything. And now Big Ed is my new Darcy. Big, oh my God. Big Ed Big is Ed. everything. Okay. Do we like, you love Big Ed? No, it's, it's Big Ed is brilliant television. <laughs> Okay. I mean, do I like that he's publicly embarrassing this poor girl by saying she has bad breath on camera? I don't know how it works if they really don't have a moment, but like, come on, dude. Like, do you have to like tell everyone she's a hairy monster on camera? Like it was So I awful. started as like a, I was a big, big Ed fan, like from the beginning, like, and then as he started talking to her that way and sharing, I was like, there's another way to communicate that. And maybe I know why he's been single for so long now. <laughs> maybe it has to do with that. I mean, it's okay. like some, it was hard. Those were some hard moments to watch. I mean, not that this show is not filled with hard moments to watch. Mm-hmm. That is why we watch it. It is like multiple train wrecks all happening at once under the yeah. umbrella of love. I mean, yeah. this is, this is one of the best reality shows. I think the best. that is ever existed. And I, I don't say that lightly because I I live for reality television. I'm telling you right now, I check evolved Maria Menounos. I check myself at the door and I go in and I watch like Medford Maria Menounos. (laughs) And my commentary, if it was ever published, would be probably the downfall of my life. But it's just so... It's so fun to be a voyeur, just to watch that, like, without any morals or class or and just die. Like, it's the best. You're so right. You really do have to check whatever part of you thinks you're, like, smart, intelligent. Like, you just got to leave that over there. And you just come into it and just enjoy and, like, really just immerse yourself in the world of 90 Day Fiance, where there are no rules. I mean, you just get to be, like, the worst, best version of yourself. And I have to tell you... I welcome those like four hours on Sunday nights. Like I, I live, I live block. Liliana, for that I block. can't wait for Sunday to come. Like I, I'm like this, like, please, I need it now. I need it now. And so I will also give TLC credit, not only for the brilliant producing, whoever's producing that show production oh. company wise, um, their reunions, they 
completely redid how reunions are done now. Like breaking that fourth wall was like the best thing ever. So, okay. Yeah. I had to get that out because Perez, I hear, is not a TV fan. Like he doesn't watch anything. I don't know how that works, but we'll get in, into that with him. Um, okay. Of course, if you don't know who Perez Hilton is, he is a three-time bestselling author, blogger, and a journalist who's generally credited as one of the major forces behind pop culture conversations going digital. Uh, ladies and gents, Perez oh, Hilton is is in the house, in his house, but now he's like part of our houses too. <laughs> he doesn't watch anything. I don't know how that works. But Wait, we'll get why in. is there a delay on our show? Uh, he's hearing up? he's hearing the video, the YouTube video he's watching on YouTube. Oh. oh, I was watching the YouTube video. Let me get out of there. That's funny. He was watching us while we brought him in got it okay so now once he shuts that down we should be able to he's very pixelated hi hello i you know i have not seen 90 day fiance but i have seen clips from it i had seen the clip of that guy giving the 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 poor girl (laughs) was it mouthwash and a tooth and toothpaste yes um (laughs) i've also seen that guy's already a, a star people are buying videos from him he's on one of those paid sites or apps that let you sell yourself for 60 seconds oh cameo people are loving that dude cameo yes no they just reached yeah, yeah, out yeah. to me they're like can we do something and i was like i don't know if i have the time to really devote to this but i'm like i'll try they're like for mother's day and i was like you know what there could be some cool mother's day things for like people That's... who are caretaking and stuff i was thinking i'm like we'll try it but yeah i mean big ed he is very very popular now the thing I don't love about that show or The Bachelor that I could never get into is that it's it's obviously fake, right? It, it's not real. No, it's real. So you, watch, mm, you think The Bachelor is still real? No, The Bachelor is definitely not real. It's 90 definitely Day not Fiance real. Is as real as it gets. Ninety Day Fiance, a billion percent, is is totally it's real. real. And and while I have the throne for a second, Perez, I don't know if you've met Liliana Vasquez from. E news, but I wanted to make sure you guys have had the proper introduction. So there you guys go. Perez, I have to tell you, when I first moved to New York in 2002 and I was unemployed, I would literally sit at my computer. I had an old school Dell and I would just keep refreshing your website over and over for like the latest gossip. Like literally all day long. I would just like, oh, did he update? Did he update? So it's, I'm such a fan. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm a dinosaur. I've been around since, you know, decades now, but I'm so thankful that I'm still here and doing different things and evolving. And, um, you know, you've got to keep reinventing yourself. And and Maria's done a great job of doing that as well. One of the ways I've reinvented recently, some might think not that successfully, is by um, having a lot of fun on TikTok. Are you guys on TikTok? (laughs) Yes. Yes. I'm a boomer, as they say. I, I'm probably too old for TikTok, but I love it. I love it. It makes me happy. And, um, you know, you can really go viral on there in, in a way that you can't in any other platform. I love it. Well, we were talking about being obsessed with TikTok and that we don't feel like we're too old for it. So you're not no. too old for it. It's funny. I saw on Twitter, I think it was today, Kathy Griffin, I think it was, had posted something where it's like, can we go back to the more innocent days? And it was a picture of like Lindsay Lohan and Britney Spears and one of the other ones from that time. And 
Brittany, Lindsay, and Paris. Yeah, Paris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh my God, like that was the beginning of our careers. 2007, I remember that photo vividly. 2007 was the golden year for celebrity news because you had all of these, I like to call it the year of the girl gone wild. It was all of them getting arrested, uh, being photographed, you know, getting out of the car without underwear on, which they were doing on purpose, okay? They were absolutely doing it on purpose. They were going to rehab, all of these things. And there's never been a year quite like that since because now the new celebrities Okay. Can you repeat that? Whatever it is. Sorry, oh, you the, broke you know, up. The one, oh, so the ones that are behaving badly now are the YouTubers or the TikTok stars or the Instagram celebrities that maybe the mainstream don't care about as much. But you know what? I am probably in the city here. I want to thank God and I'm so grateful for the Kardashian-Jenner family because 10 plus years later, there's so many of us and they still give us things to talk about. <laughs> I mean, it is we really- We need them. I know it's really interesting to think back to the early days. Like I remember being on Kitson with Lindsay Lohan at this event um, with a friend of mine. Like I remember being like, I was, I was with them, but I wasn't like, you know, like I would be with them socially, but I was never like in the click or anything, but it was like a peripheral thing where I was always invited to the dinner or whatever. And it's so surreal to just see you know, that kind of that time and in, in your life, it's, it's bananas. Well, back when we were young, we would go out and just, I, I sort of miss those days, but I'm happy now being a stressed and anxiety ridden father of three <laughs> who is pulling his hair out because I have three young children under the age of eight at home right now. And they were like hovering around and I was kind of giving them the evil eye, like, without speaking to them but i love it oh my god wait Liliana, you don't have kids yet right no no children yet like i can barely keep like a house plant so i'm gonna wait a little bit longer i we're not quite there yet got it but you so are you you are thinking of it or no Oh my gosh. No, we are definitely thinking about it. I mean, listen, like I just turned 40. So you will, you know, like everybody, I think people stopped asking us like five years ago yeah, because we'd already been married for so long. And so that's kind of nice because now we've moved into the, oh, they're just those people that don't want children phase. We desperately do. It's just, it hasn't happened, you know, and we want it to happen. But especially now I'm like, oh my gosh, what would you even do? Like if you were pregnant or going through IVF right now, like you, you can't do anything. Yeah. Um, but do you so, worry? Yeah. I have to ask, like, do you worry yeah. about age? Because they make us feel like after 35, we're like infertile for geriatric, life. We're a geriatric pregnancy. Yeah. Pregnancy. Do you worry? Like, do you ever think that you would be classified as geriatric at 37? <laughs> <laughs> like, no. Um, oh yeah. I think about it all the time. And I very much, I'm like, I know that for me to have a child, it's not going to happen in the way that I probably always thought it would, right? Like to me, that's one of the beauties of where we live now and the modern advances we have in science that 
age doesn't limit me in that way. At the end of the day, like Patrick and I are going to be parents, right? Like that's a decision that we've made with each other together. That is the foundation of our relationship. And however we become parents doesn't really matter, right? Because it's not about like how you have a baby. It's about what you do when you have that child. So for us, it's like, as soon as we get to a place where we really feel like it's the right time, like we're going to do that because we are going to be parents. And if it doesn't happen in like the conventional way, that's completely fine with me, you know, but I want to feel like I'm in a place career wise for me. That's what I've been waiting for. Like, that's why this was such a big year. It's so hard to hear that though, because that's like our, our problem. We're waiting to live our lives because of our careers. And so I I remember I was at E when, um, when I was like, Oh, I got to start doing IVF and like locking some kids Mm -hmm. up in the freezer. So when I'm ready, when I'm ready. And <laughs> right. And 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 it's hard. So it's like if you want your own, you have to do IVF early enough so that you don't have issues later trying to right. find that like random egg that's still left in there. <laughs> that what I always say there's like a golden egg in a gumball machine, right? You just got to keep turning, <laughs> just keep putting in quarters and turning yeah. the crank and pray that a golden egg drops one one cycle. And it may never and that's okay because yeah. at the end of the day like I said like we're committed to being parents and it's going to happen. It's a hundred percent going to happen. But I do think there is something to be said for women that are really career oriented and career driven. We're like, once I get to this milestone, then it'll, then I'll be ready. Trust me. But then you, you get to the milestone and you're like, wait, wait, but then there's another one. But so then I, I have think- to be really awesome right now. So they still like me. Like it's so friggin' complicated and obnoxious. I'm going to tell like a you mind fuck of all mind fucks. I'm going to tell you right now, it all works out. Right. If I look back now, I'm like, God, I could have had like a little adults right now, but I was so scared to do that back then. Steven, what are you, what are you laughing about? Because you have all your after buzzers. You have all your little adults. (laughs) Ten ten years later, Maria. I know. But, um, but yeah, I, I would, um, I would beg you as your elder to. (laughs) Oh my God. Hardly. Hardly. You're you're in probably ten months elder because <laughs> my brother's in April, so I know exactly what that looks like. Um, I I would beg you to go for it, especially now when there's time. So there's a lot of time. Yeah, there's so a lot like, of time to do stuff that you didn't get to do a lot of before. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so there's that, and you have a, a role model in Perez because he's adopted. and I didn't realize you had more than one last time I saw you you had one when did you end up with three well they're very evenly spaced apart they're each about two years and a few months apart and I went through the surrogacy process so they're biologically mine oh no way I didn't know that that's amazing in many ways it's a lot like you know my trajectory was that of Liliana or or yours of a woman, like I had to be prepared for my career suffering when I decided to have children because I was doing it by myself. So I wasn't going to be able to continue to work as hard as I was before kids. Or so I thought. So you thought, so now tell us the truth. How did you balance it? And did it take away from your work? It didn't take away from my work. It took away from my sleep. Like I honestly only get about four hours of sleep a night, which is not a lot. Yeah. I drink, I drink about a cup of coffee every two hours. (laughs) Uh, I'm fueled by caffeine. 
Uh, and I love it though, because I still love what I do all these years later. I know. I'm like listening. Do you hear me? I'm like, let yeah. me get my pen and paper. Well, because and he does, down. he does what we've done. And so I just, mm-hmm. I, I just know that I used to do the same thing. And after a life altering moment, you're like, why the frig was I stopping my yeah. personal life? Because I was afraid of executives. I was afraid of what they were going to do or not going to do or how they were going to look at me and, you know, and everything. And I did also fear that I would like it too much and I wouldn't want to work. (laughs) I think about that. I think about that all the time. I'm always kind of like, oh my goodness, like, am I going to be a different person? And of course you're going to be different. You're different. Your heart, your entire body changes when Mm -hmm. you become a parent, I think. And like, am I going to be the same person that was so committed to work? But I think I will because I don't, I care so much and I'm so passionate about my work. It doesn't feel like work for me, yeah. you know? And I think that's the difference. I think when you're so invested in it and it's a part of you, like it is a part of me. Yeah. I feel like I'm just going to grow the amount of time and love that I have and give it to this little person. That's I love it. Gonna. Well, Perez, if you can hear me, can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, great. So so you would have stopped if this was a nightmare that like really was not easy and you went on for three. So, so you have insight that we really need. <laughs> I, I, I did stop though. There was a point in time when I wanted to have four. Thank God I listened to my mother and only had three because I, I truly think I would have had a full on nervous breakdown right now during this pandemic. If I had four children by myself, Oh my God. But the, the, to touch on something that you said, you know, I think I, I, I can only speak for myself, but for my entire career, I let fear fuel me and fear got me very far. Being afraid of this, being afraid of that pushed me to work harder. But there comes a point where fear doesn't work for you anymore and yep. it actually becomes a crutch. Yep. Uh, so uh, I've moved past fear but now I'm just at a point of just anxiety. That's one thing you know people don't talk about. I didn't have anxiety before children. Now I have real and clinical anxiety, which I manage not through medication, but before all of this, I was dealing with it with a lot of exercise. I would go to the gym seven days a week. And now I'm just walking and I really miss the gym. Um, but I, I'm, I'm a happy person with anxiety because I love being a father and I, um, you know, I, I, I get so much pleasure out of it every day as well as like wanting to cry because my kids are literally drawing all over my furniture or hiding the remote <laughs> control and they don't know where they put it. And I had to put gloves on the other day through, to rummage through my garbage because they said it was in the garbage. I'm like, are you serious? Uh, thankfully, I had cameras inside my house, so I eventually just looked at the security footage and found where it was, but every day is like an adventure. That's so funny. Well, um, I didn't see that conversation happening, and I'm so glad we just had it. I know. Because I, what does it make you think now, Liliana? It makes me scared shitless. <laughs> See, I thought it was going to have the reverse effect, but because listen, when you do it, even if you do it in five years, right, 
it's not going to be any different. You're going to be more no. sleep deprived and you I'm going to be older, which means I'm going to be slower yep. and more tired. Yeah. So, like, so let's get this going. Let's get busy. <laughs> babe. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, you know, what's so crazy is like, I, I thought after I slowed life down that we would naturally get pregnant and it never happened. <laughs> like it just, my body, God is just like, nope, nope, nope. And I know, you know, um, there are reasons for that. I can, I can sense, but, um, but yeah, I thought, I, I mean, we've tried for like a decade, even though I was scared. And I think maybe I was blocking a lot of the energy cause I was so scared but, I think that that's, yeah, that's what people have said to me. You know, they're like, but you haven't been not trying. And I'm like, no, but I do think you're right. I think you don't realize you can create those blocks. Totally. In your energy and your hormones and just your mental well being can block. It's a miracle when it happens for a woman. Yeah. It really is. I know it doesn't feel like it's like everyone's pregnant and it feels like it's magically happening for everyone, at least when it's not happening for you. Yeah. Um, but I do think you create those blocks whether it's about pregnancy or healing, whatever it is, you kind of stop your body from doing it because of, of the fear or because you're scared or because you've created all these scenarios. And I think even when you let, you, that's why everyone says, when you let go and you stop trying, like my friends that have gone through IVF, you know, 10 rounds for the last seven years, they stopped because they're like, you know what? It's not going to happen. And then yeah. what happens? They got pregnant. They get pregnant. Naturally. I know if, it's wild because then when I was like, okay, I'm not blocking it. It still wasn't happening. <laughs> So don't, don't count on the unblocking when you're like, okay, God, I'm ready. I'm ready. Deliver me a baby. It just might not happen. And it's sad because, you know, I really wish I could have that experience. Um, But, you know, I have to be positive and know it's for a greater reason. And just, it is what it is. But. And wait, Maria, where are you guys? Do you guys want to be parents? Is that something that you guys want? Yeah. I mean, I'm still petrified, but I want it. Um, and Kevin is just like, I want to start our own family so bad. And so, um, in fact, before all of this quarantining stuff, like right in the beginning of March, we found a surrogate match and we were so excited. We're like, yes, I put the money in the bank. We were moving forward. Things were happening. And then (laughs) it was like the surrogate was going to go get tested in like a week and then everything shut down. So um, so we are delayed in our process. However, um, you know, we'll, we'll pick it back up at some point. I mean, for sure. I feel like I've been and by in the way, that's process a major for so long. thing because people don't realize it's not easy to find some, like, that's not easy. That's like years long journey for some people. Oh yeah. So for sure. you're already, I mean, that's a big step. Congratulations. Thank that's really you. wonderful. Thank you. So before I let you guys go, because now like time has just already passed, I want to ask you, um, Perez, and I was already talking to Liliana about this. How do you see entertainment changing? How do I see entertainment changing? Oh, good question. Um, I thought I had the answer, but I don't know now because this whole thing that we're going through has changed everything. For example, there was that billion dollar launch recently of Quibi, Mm -hmm. which is short form content. And the launch has been a disaster. Has it been? Has it really? Yeah, it has not been successful whatsoever. People are not watching the programming on Quibi. They're not downloading the app. They're not downloading it because I think people want to watch stuff on their television or they just want longer form content. Um, 
So I'm not sure that short is the future. If anything, you know, this that we're doing right now in podcasts show that I think really what has happened and will continue to happen is niche. The future of entertainment is is niche. Mm-hmm. Uh, we and, talk about it and, every day at AfterBuzz Perez. You're so right on. And I'm not saying it because we're I want to feel right on. But that's where we've seen results is niche, too. Right. And yeah. you guys have been doing that, Maria, for. Ever. I mean, this yeah. is what you do. You specialize. You, you, your hosts are true specialists in that one show. Yeah. And you can see their passion when they talk about it yeah. because it's that fandom play, right? Fans want to connect to other fans. Yep. They want specialists, not generalists. Exactly. Perez, take it back. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for the future because I, I still love what I do. And, you know, one of the great things about what we do is, you know, people know you, Maria, and people may know me too, but at the end of the day, it's not like they're ravenous to know every detail about our personal lives. We are conduits for the celebrities. And what's great is as the years go by, the celebrities change. So, you know, now maybe talking about Charlie D'Amelio, who's this TikTok star that's huge with a different demographic, but I... You know, they keep us young and they keep us relevant and they keep us employed. So I'm so thankful for these celebrities and I'm thankful that I'm still learning and growing. And, and even though I'm not perfect and I still make mistakes, I still I think I'm doing things better than I was in the past. Um, uh, and that's the whole goal. Right. You know, like I compare <clears throat> my job all these years later to that of a professional surfer. <laughs> it's about. It's about getting out there every day and not knowing what you're going to get. Some, some days you're going to have big waves. Some days you're going to have small waves. It's about really just loving surfing and getting better at it as the years go by. Wow. I like that. I like that. <laughs> it is about getting better every day. And yeah. as I always say, we are better together, guys. I believe it. Sure are. <laughs> um, well, this was so much fun. I, I, I started out with a not fun morning and, um, and I'm so in such a better place because we just got to have a really amazing conversation. And I want to ask you guys my kind of final question. I ask everybody on this show, um, what are you doing to get better every day? And we'll start with Liliana. Um, for me, it's problem solving. I am like a puzzle person. So one thing that really gets me going, gets me feeling really confident is when I can problem solve. And some days it's just like, what is the best system to organize my skincare in my bathroom? And other days it's like, how do I learn to key out a chroma key in my makeshift studio so that I can send them a sample video of what I want to do on TikTok? So for me, it's problem solving because it has a beginning, a middle and an end. And I like to complete things like that pushes me. So I problem solve. Perez? I would say, you know, usually I get it all done. I am an overachiever. But during this time of crisis, I have been failing. <laughs> and I think that's not an awful word. I think it's, it's good to acknowledge that, to own it, and to ask for help. And I did that. I, this week, it took me five weeks to acknowledge that I'd been failing, but five weeks later, I emailed my kid's school and I was like, listen, this, I don't have the bandwidth. I don't have the skill set. This is not working for me. What can we do? 
and the, the teachers were very helpful and they're like, all right, let's figure out things that your kids can do on their own and they may not be able to do this, they may not be able to do that, and that's okay. At the end of the day, I wish they would have told me this five weeks ago. At the end of the day, they were like, it's all optional, really. I'm like, what? It's what? all optional? Why didn't you tell me that five weeks ago? You're like, I'm an overachiever and now I feel like such a failure every day I've suffered. <laughs> uh, I just hope and pray that we can go back to somewhat normal schooling in the fall or else parents everywhere are going to just like truly lose it. I, know. I don't know how you can be a working parent and homeschool at the same time. It's just not, it's not realistic. You know what? Yeah. I think that my, my little breakdown at the beginning of the show, being a caretaker for my mom and my dad truly, but my dad is obviously much more self-sufficient, um, is not very different um, I mean, there's a life-threatening illness attached to it, but it's not very different than the struggle of the everyday parent at home that is trying to take care of everything. And it's just so frustrating when you feel like you're failing. And it's so frustrating when you feel like mm-hmm. you're a capable human and now you're incapable. And, yeah. and so, yeah, I, I think, you know, I've viewed it through the lens of, I'm caretaking for someone who's who's got a, a life-threatening illness and it's so hard and and whatever, but it's not that different. So I I I feel like a little less alone all of a sudden. I started taking CBD gummies, which oh I found helpful. Uh, not- I took two last night. No lie. Hey, no, no. <laughs> honestly, I'm like, wow, this actually has really been helping me. So yep. I've- I'm yeah. now a fan of the CBD gummy. <laughs> so Perez, so you let, me tell, you, let me tell you about my favorite brand I got oh. in Connecticut. They're called Hemp Buddies, I think. Ooh, have them send me some. I'm all about it. <laughs> no, I, I just <laughs> ordered them online because I found what, them on a... Ordered them? You gave them the plug right now. They better send you a whole box. I know. So I found them in Connecticut driving on Route 6 to Providence one day. And I stopped over. It was a little store. It had the little cross. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. It was a really cute store. I bought them. They're little Sour Patch gummies, basically. And they're friggin' delicious. And it's just a little teeny amount of CBD. And so last yeah. night, I hadn't slept the whole night before. And I tried to nap in the day. And I did a little bit, but not enough. So I was like, I'm knocking myself out. I normally would only have one if I take it. I was like, going big. I had two and I got a great night's sleep. That's why I thought everything was going to be amazing today. And then I got slapped in the face with all this stuff. But um, yeah, the CBD gummies, not going to lie. They are helpful. They're pretty good. (laughs) So funny. Were you going to suggest something, Liliana? Yeah, I actually haven't been doing the gummies. I do the drops. Oh, yeah. Those I feel like just like right under the tongue, like an hour before I want to go to sleep. And like, it's really like a savior. I'm not going to lie. Like, and I'm a good sleeper, but I can like, I don't sleep well. Like I can fall asleep, but I can't stay asleep. Me too. I wake up all night long. So, and I always have back pain, like (laughs) neck pain. I'm like, (laughs) so, um, anyhow, this was so much fun. You guys will have to do it again. Um, and, uh, and Perez, I do hope for you and everyone else that school can resume safely for everybody so that parents don't lose their minds. I literally walked outside today and I told Kevin, I'm like, it's not good. (laughs) (laughs) So I can only imagine what parents dealing with, again, it's the same thing, like little kids who don't really know, you know, what's happening. It's, oh man, forget it. 
So thank you guys for joining. Of course, um, E! News airs at 7 a.m. Eastern on E! And then Pop of the Morning is on hiatus for now. Um, but that will be coming back at some point. If you want to watch this digitally, you can probably catch episodes on YouTube, right? Yes, you can catch E! News on YouTube. And then you can catch E! News um, on Peacock in the mornings as well, if you've got Peacock. So we're trying to come at you from every which direction we can. um, And we will be back and we will be back better and bigger than ever. So thank you for having me, Marianne. Paris, Paris, it was wonderful to meet you. I wonder, um, I don't know who's still there from... Mm -hmm anybody that I was there with, but if there are anybody, if there is anybody, tell them to say hello. But also, um, I think that what I saw of the show for the time it was at 30 rock, I got to see an episode. It was beautiful and they're doing such a great job with it. So congrats. Um, you ever need anything, advice, help, whatever you have me, I'm here. And, uh, Perez, of course, if you want to stay up to date with your endeavors, um, I mean, everybody kind of knows where to find you, but what else, <laughs> what else can we, uh, we promote for you? Well, I'm, I've written an autobiography. So if you guys uh, are yearning for that 2007 year in the early 2000s, you can order your copy right now at PerezHiltonBook.com. That's PerezHiltonBook.com. Oh my goodness. I am very interested in reading. I am too. I want to go back to 2007. (laughs) I'm having a nostalgia moment. I'm very excited about this. There's a, I mean, I've got a lot of stories to share and you know, uh, the great thing about, you know, I was reading that one of these teen moms came out with an autobiography, which I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. Maybe teen mom fans will want to buy it. But my memoir is, is filled with like real celebrities and a lot of them. Tons of them, all of them. (laughs) You were the king and you still are. And so you definitely have all the good stories. I'm definitely ordering that immediately. And then um, hopefully we'll have you back on and we can talk about that. Yeah, I would love to. And hopefully the Wi-Fi will be better. (laughs) I know, I know. Thank you guys so much. Have a great day and we'll talk soon. Bye. Bye. Well, that was so much fun. Jeff can't hear you. You got to unmute yourself. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I'm muted. There you are. Okay. Yeah. What a, I mean, two just balls of light. I'm yeah. really excited for Liliana. Yeah. Know? I think it was really cool. In the meantime, um, let's plug one more thing because I did mention that I was doing a satellite media tour yesterday. It was for the Beverly Hills dog show presented by Purina. We shot this back in February before quarantining was a thing before social distancing was even a, a, a label of any kind. It's interesting. I look back at that day and it was literally like a couple days later that all of a sudden we knew that there was something called the coronavirus and that it was coming for us. And so the Beverly Hills Dog Show will be a much needed uh, escape, I think, for all of us to champion our favorite breed, watch it with our families and our pets. Um, If you do watch it with your family and your pets, take a picture and social it out and tag me so that I can be with you guys and we can uh, share our love for our dogs and it'll be a lot of fun. I'm excited to watch it with my mom. If you haven't already comment, please rate, subscribe, tell a friend about the show. We still have our Tony Robbins giveaway for a free UPW seminar and training with one of his coaches. So the campaign closes this Thursday, but you're still eligible. Um, Just write a quick iTunes review and put your Instagram handle on there. Um, if you've already written a review, you can just email us at better together with Maria at gmail.com. You can follow us at 
Maria Menounos, at Perez Hilton, at Liliana Vasquez, at Stephen Lemieux Photo, at Jeff Crane Graham. I'm off to get a Bud Light. Uh, <laughs> in the meantime, be nice people, make good choices, and be present. Well, that's it for today, Heal Squad. Before I let you go, I want to make sure you don't forget to take care of yourself today. I'll be making sure I'm not forgetting to get outside, do my meditations, and of course, keep myself fueled with some sweet, chilly, wonderful pistachios. Wonderful pistachios, as you know, are my go-to when hunger strikes because they're one of the highest protein nuts providing all nine essential amino acids, and they're great for on-the-go snacking. So... When you're ready to elevate your snacking game, visit wonderfulpistachios.com to grab a bag 